God for me. I will not withhold the worship that he deserves. Amen. Amen. And I don't care how sophisticated. Come on, tell somebody, don't ever get too sophisticated to worship God. We become refined and then all of a sudden we forget where he brought us from. Uh, amen. You know, there's a song we used to sing. It said, Jesus, I'll never forget. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anybody remember Jesus, I'll never forget. <laughs> amen. Come on, tell somebody, don't forget what you've been delivered from. Oh, come on, somebody. Don't forget what you've been delivered from. Don't forget what you've been brought out of and then grafted into by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Jude 1, we honor the Lord. Today's lesson, ever growth. Somebody shout ever growth. Ever growth. Ensuring your personal growth and development. Ever growth. Amen. Jude 1, 20 and 21 and 1 Timothy 4, 15 are, are scriptures. And then we got a lot of principle because principle creates what? Somebody shout prosperity. Which, which, is, which is, wealth is a part of that. But prosperity cannot be summed up to a dollar bill. Amen. Prosperity is really tough. Somebody shout, it's all well. It's all well. And I don't know about you, but I want to be all well. I don't want to just be financially well. Somebody shout, it's all well. Amen. The total of my life's experience. So we're going to be talking about growing, ever growth, ensuring your personal growth and development. Jude 120 and then 1 Timothy 4.15. Jude 1, 20 and 21 says, But ye, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Look, somebody tell them, be ye, be ye. building yourself up. Come on, tell somebody else, be ye, be. building yourself up. In the progressive tense. You know, it's like when, when I, I talk with people sometimes and they say, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the hardest on myself. I'm like, why would you do that? Hello, somebody. Y'all realize you actually got a, You have an actual devil that wants to destroy you? Hello, tell somebody, don't be working with him. Uh, hello. Somebody shout, I'm not beating myself up. I am building myself up. Now, you know, people that operate in the victim paradigm get real nervous when you don't beat yourself up the way they do. Hello. I say people who operate in the victim paradigm, they get real nervous when you don't beat yourself up the way they do. You act like you ain't got no issues. Hello, somebody. Look, somebody tell them, no, I'm operating like somebody already resolved them. Oh, that's good. See, I'm operating as if Someone has already resolved them. Come on, somebody. Amen. You hear Pastor CJ say, I'm his responsibility. He's working out. The Bible said he which began a good work. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, just like he began a good work in me. Shall, shall bring it unto completion. Hello, somebody. Somebody shout, I'm a work in progress. So watch it now. So I'm, my attitude is in agreement with what he's building toward. So I'm the last one. Amen. Tell somebody, you will not find me beating myself up. Oh, my God. I, I need to camp right here because I'm telling you right now that if you're going to stay in the momentum of growth, you got to stop beating yourself up. And the scripture says, do what? Building yourself up in your most holy faith. Now, that tells me another thing, that the only way you build yourself up is through your faith. That's right. That's right. Hello? Faith is the evidence of things what? Right? It's the, it's the evidence of things, right? Not seen. Isn't that right? So watch this now. So I'm building myself up according to what hasn't been seen yet. Oh, my God. Help me. I'm not, I'm not camping out on what y'all see. Oh, come on, somebody. But I'm building according to that which is not seen yet. Come on, somebody. Somebody shout, I'm building towards something. Right? That's unseen. Now, it will be seen. That's called my growth. But it's unseen right now. I'm tapping into my unseen. It's my, the unseen essentials of life. Y'all got that? 
He says, keep yourself in the love of God. Because that's the building material. I said this the other day to my Facebook congregation, and that is one of the greatest, perhaps the greatest weapon in spiritual warfare is love. My God, help me. I said one of the greatest weapons of spiritual warfare is love. Y'all got that? Because when you, watch this now, when you walk in perfect love, you become unincarceratable. Y'all not hear what I just said to you. When you walk in perfect love, you cannot be incarcerated. Oh my God. Y'all understand that? Love toward God. Because notice where people get into spiritual infraction. They get into idolatry. They start loving something other than God or loving something more than God. Somebody shout love for God. Somebody tell your neighbor and love for you. Why? Because if the enemy can't get you in idolatry, he'll get you in offense. Y'all, right. you not hear what I just said? I said if he can't get you in idolatry, then he'll work at he'll work at how you're ruining your relationship. He looks for unforgiveness, bitterness, and offense of any nature, and that becomes the basis of his work. But when you walk in love, somebody shout, I cannot be arrested. Somebody shout it again, I cannot be arrested. Why? Because perfect love casts out all fear, and anything the enemy's going to do, he needs fear in order to factor it. In order to bring it to fruition, he's got to have a person who's operating in fear. Y'all got that, believers? Love, say it again, love makes me unincarceratable. Come on, just my, I'm not perfect, I'm just free. Hey, come on, just my this. I'm not perfect, I'm just free. Y'all got that? So that's why love is a, a weapon of mass destruction for the demonic realm. It is perhaps your most important spiritual weapon. It's the most important spiritual weapon in your arsenal. Somebody shout perfected love. Y'all got that? 1 Timothy 4.15, and then we'll jump into these principles, ever growth. 1 Timothy 4.15 says, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Come on, tell your neighbor. Say, neighbor. neighbor. I said, see you progressing. My God, help me. Now, and you know what? Let me show you something. Notice scripture says here, right? Everyone should see your progress. This is speaking within the context of the community of faith. Come on, test my, I should see you growing. Wow, that should inspire my growth. Oh, hello, somebody. Now, you know what? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat something I've said before. Is anyone else in the house, have you grown to become a connoisseur of growth yet? Uh, look around you. I want you to look around yourself. But anybody you notice in the room? Come on, anybody have you noticed that they're growing? Yeah. Now I'm not. I'm going to put you on the spot. I want you to point out someone you've noticed their growth, and I want you to tell me how you've seen them grow. Right now. All right, Kenny, you first. Go ahead. You, you put your hand up. Go ahead. Yes, you did. You put your hand up. Talk. Who have you noticed growing, and how? What? What have you seen them?
Forever. Yeah. For you. She would be kind of wanting to be in the background, not wanting to serve. And I've seen her come out so much more with I serve and, and other ministries. And it's really a beautiful thing how she does. Amen. So Kim has grown in servitude and just stepping out and, and, uh, being, uh, being in the forefront where she prefers to be in the background. Isn't that good? Yeah. Elder Gerald. Yeah, I like to uh, uh, talk about Brother Paul. Brother Paul. So you've seen Paul's growing as a man. You've watched him grow as a man in his assignment as well. Let's give the Lord thanks for that. Of course, I saw another hand as we would. Yosha. Christian Lance. All right. A little scrappy too. Has grown. They also notice that. We witnesses. Who else? Connoisseurs of growth. Shalita, pass right. So, Janine Jones. All right. So somebody who used the hide in the usher department is now out front teaching. Yeah. And Minister yeah. Benin. Give a little thanks for that. Yeah. Right. Amen. Shauna has grown. Isn't that awesome? As a woman of God. Anyone else? Who, have, who else have noticed? Billy and Jason, and then we're going to go ahead. Second witness on this. Hey man, uh, I always got to check when they sit separate. It may be a protest going on. I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> Go ahead, Jason.
Jackie Bird, amen. And she and her husband, I think it was last year, they won the Family Service Award because she and her, I'm telling you, man, they're always here. They're always early, faithful, consistent. They're cross-training to make sure they learn multiple things. It's just amazing to watch how they serve in this ministry. And Brother Alvin? Brother Alvin. Isn't that awesome? Give it up for Brother Alvin, who is now a discipler. Amen? 1 Timothy 4.15 says, Be diligent in these matters and give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Now think of how encouraging it is, these stories of progress. We, we have witnessed the growth of individuals within the ministry. Y'all got that? Y'all realize that if, if you don't become a connoisseur of growth, you become, why you begin focusing on things that are negative, you become part of the problem. And y'all know you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. So once again, we honor those acknowledgments today. Now, if you're taking notes, write this down. Aging is inevitable. Y'all realize as long as you live, you will age. But growth is always optional. Say growth is optional. Now, the second thing I want you to take note of is that growth is always the derivative of a process. Now this is what it comes down to. If I am not in a process that is intended to cultivate growth, I'm not growing. Y'all got that? Growth is always a derivative of a process. Come on, ask somebody, what process are you in right now? Y'all got that? Process is meant to take you from something to something, from one reality to another reality, from one level to another level, from one dimension to another dimension, right? So growth is always the result uh, or derivative of a process. Now, guaranteed growth. Anybody want guaranteed growth? Yeah. In order for us to have guaranteed growth, write this down, I've got to put growth on autopilot. I got to put growth on autopilot. And I'm going to give you three keys for how you put growth on autopilot. Where is this? I'm automatically growing. I don't even have to think about it because I'm automatically growing by virtue of these three things. Number one, Next level equals next level influence. Now, what do you mean by that? I, and I, I, I do this in my own personal life. When I realize, okay, there's a shift that's taking place now. God is placing a, a greater demand upon my life. I've got so much that I have to improve, right? It doesn't matter what I've been before. It doesn't matter what I've done before. It doesn't matter where I've gone before. So much that I've got to get better. I, I must improve. Y'all got that? But next level is always through next level influence. Y'all yes. got that? Some of y'all have, maybe if you follow me on social media, you've been seeing me posting my mentor, 72 years old, Mark Graham, right? He's visiting our church, actually, right? But that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's always somebody that God highlights and says, this person is going to be a part of what comes next in your life. Y'all got that? And one of the things I'm intentional about with him and others that are within our group, I'm intentional about making myself the student. Now, why is that important? Because every time I come here, I'm the teacher. Y'all know what I just said. Come on, tell somebody, if you're always the teacher, you can't grow. Now, here's why. Here's why. Say it with me. I never learn anything from what I already know. None of your messages are growing you. No, no. Oh, come on. Here's something else. Your knowledge doesn't benefit you unless it's actionable in your life, but it doesn't benefit your growth. It benefits the growth of those under your influence. So watch it now. So I want to, I want to add, this is just a rhetorical question. Right now, as you look at your life and you assess it, who have you postured yourself to be the student of? Hello? Hello? 
Now, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you say nobody, you're probably not growing. You're probably not growing. You're probably maintaining. And maintaining is not good enough if you're endeavoring to become all that God intends concerning your life. Y'all got that? Say next level. Next level. Means next level influence. There's a particular person, uh, there's a particular minister, five-fold ministry gift, ascension gift minister, right? That when I started listening to them, God said, I want you to listen to everything they taught. So I made it the business to go through all, all the stuff that they teach. Don't ask me who. Don't ask me who. Because what happens is, what's y'all realize that it's highly personal. Stuff God tell me to do may be a distraction to you. Just make sure you're hearing God. That's what happens. Who is that? No. I may be in a totally different process than you're in right now. Come on, just like this. I may be in a totally different process. Come on, you ain't going to hear it and say, it's not going to mean to you what it's supposed to mean to me because this is my process right now. But now I notice when I listen to this particular person, I go back looking at scripture and I, you know what I start saying? I never saw that that way before. 30 years of walking with the Lord as of August of this year. Yes, last month. 30 years of walking with the Lord. But when I listened to this person teach, I said, I never saw it that way before. Y'all got that? So I said, now, so those of us, most of us here, teacher, preacher, minister, we, we exercise influence as a minister, a servant of God. We're discipling others, right? You have to be the student. Come on, tell you that. You have to be the student. If you don't make yourself a student intentionally, you don't, you're not growing, you're maintaining. Y'all got that? So next level equals next level influence. Now here's number two. How do you put growth on autopilot? Strategic is exposure. Say strategic exposure. Now, this means mentorship, this means meetings, this means getting yourself into settings that are designed for growth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's outside of your culture. Yeah. Outside of your culture. In other words, you didn't relegate to just your culture or whoever you were comfortable with. Right. And so I think that's another thing that we have to do. God can speak, and God does speak to other people outside of black folk. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a born again spirit. I look at myself as a son of God, right? I'm secondarily black. Right. I'm a son of God before I'm an equal. Now, you know what? That's very important that he said because some of us, right, we allow physical things to keep us from spiritual growth. You got that? So as he pointed out, you know, this particular mentor is white, 72 years old, right? has managed multi-million dollar companies, loves the Lord. I'm sitting at breakfast the other day with him. He whips out his Bible, starts teaching me scripture. Here's what this means to me and such and such. We have a wonderful dialogue, right? I leave with principles I can practice. Y'all got that? And he's connected. He's For some reason, he just wants me to be connected to all of these people. He's like, and he's like, they could really benefit from you. And I'm thinking, I could really benefit from them. But you get what I'm saying, that just like Pastor Ryan said, we got to get beyond, get beyond, you know, flesh and blood and see what God is saying in the assignment. Does that make sense? You know, and so even as I mentioned with this other particular minister, right, it just, it's, it's always expanding. I'm like, I never thought about things that way before. I read that scripture, I never saw that before. Same thing my students are telling me. Right? That's the same thing I'm saying when I listen to the teacher. Right. Y'all got that? So now, secondly, here's the second thing. Strate say strategic exposure. <laughs> so that means mentorship. All right? Let me say something to you about mentorship. Right? Whoever is mentoring you should not have to inconvenience themselves to mentor you. Right? You have to inconvenience yourself to get into under auspices, get under the effect of them. That's right. Hello, tell somebody you got to take the drive. If you got to drive clear across town, you're the one need the instruction. Right. You want their time. That's right. Y'all got that? 
All right? And there are many people like, they ain't even called me back. So, you realize how many people they're probably trying to help just like they're trying to help you? You make the phone call. Y'all got that? And meetings and strategic settings that are designed for growth, right? And that means if I'm going to keep growing, if I'm going to put growth on autopilot, then I've got to make sure that I get into settings that this setting is designed for growth. Y'all got that? Does that make sense to you? And be intentional about that. All right? Now, here's a third thing that will put growth on autopilot. Straight say redeeming the time. Now, what does that mean? That means that you, make, you can make growth, right, a part of your drive time. See, and if you don't make growth a part of your development, then you'll be bothered by traffic. Yeah. Oh, come on. Anybody, anybody, this is a rhetoric, this, I don't want to really want to answer. Anybody get mad about traffic, right, and how people are driving and all that? Now, that was just a, I want you to answer that, right? But now, what if you said, I'm going to put an audio book in my car so that instead of being mad about traffic, and, and let me bring you in on something. If you're sitting in it with your car, you are traffic too. <laughs> to the guy behind you, you are the traffic. <laughs> so instead of being bothered by traffic, you can redeem the time, put growth on autopilot. That's a perfect time to listen to an audio book. That's a perfect time. Y'all got that? to make growth a priority while you're able to redeem time that you can't go nowhere anyway unless your car will pick up and fly, you gotta be in traffic. So make traffic a place where you grow. Y'all got that? Anybody work out, right? Right, so instead of, right, all of the distractions that go along, you can put your ear things in, you can make sure that you're listening to something that while you're working out and doing your workout, you can be working on growth during that time as well. Y'all got that? Last night. Why is it? Last night. So, you, you know, when you know your spouse, you dwell with them according to what? So I always know from the time I tell my wife I'm ready to go to the time we actually leave, there's 30 minutes involved. <laughs> Hello? I already know that. Tell me I don't get upset about that because I, I know that. So I always ask to leave 30 minutes earlier than I actually want to leave. Say, I'm redeeming the time. What do you mean by that? I'm making the most of all of my time. Y'all got that? Let me tell you something about poor people, whether it's financially poor, spiritually poor, or emotionally poor, right? Most of their time is spent on entertainment. Come on, tell somebody, entertaining yourself is a commitment to poverty. Hello? Entertaining yourself. Now, I know we got date night and all that. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about if you're the kind of person that loves daily sitting around enjoying other people's foolish lives wow. and entertaining yourself with other people's foolishness, you're probably not growing. Y'all got that? Because normally, listen, poverty and entertainment go hand in hand. Y'all got that? Uh, uh, poor people love entertaining themselves. Wealthy people, people that are wealthy at every level, love educating themselves. So if you're going to keep growing, you have to exchange. Say there's an exchange. You got to exchange entertainment for education. Come on, so. Come on, y'all. You have to exchange. The Bible said if you like sleeping too much, you'll become poor. Am I in the book? Tell somebody, you might have to, you might have to sleep less in order to grow more. Oh, God, y'all. You may have to sleep less to grow more. So what is more important? That you have, that you sleep way too much, or that you know that you're growing because you're being strategic about what you're doing. Y'all got that? All right. So the question is, and, and here's a question I'm going to ask before we jump into the trap that keeps leaders from growing. 
And I want you just to shout out some answers if you would. How are you presently being intentional about your growth? Huh? Melvina said networking, right? I'm connecting with people in other arenas and exposing myself to their influence. How are you growing? Reading what? Huh? Books? Books on what? All right, very good point. Because you know the problem with a lot of us as believers, right? You, you, think, you think only the scripture is going to deal with the dimensions of you. And I'm telling you right now, there's a part of you that don't need scripture. It needs psychology. Hello? There's a part, hello? There's a part of you that needs, hello? You need a therapist. And so, again, so there's a, a, a plethora of information that if you process it, it will help you learn to reason differently. It will help you to address trauma in the soul that you grew up with. Most of the things that happened to you for which you're now acting a fool happened between 0 and 12 years old. And now you're a full-grown mess manifesting all that stuff that happened. Hello, somebody. Most of your problems didn't happen as an adult. Come on, somebody. So, there are so as she said, so when you realize you're a whole mess, you got to make sure that you do some work to get beyond what has happened to your soul. Yes, Kim? Online mentors. Online mentors. You pay for those? No. All right. And but, I actually do what they say. I don't just listen. I do what they say so I can see the changes. She said, I have online mentors, and I do what they say so that I can see the changes in my life. Y'all got that? Does that make sense? Now here's something else I want you to think about, right? If you will gladly, if you will gladly pay $300 for a pair of shoes, you should pay for somebody's mentorship. You should pay to get yourself in courses that help you to develop yourself. When you realize that's what I need, pay the price. Go ahead. All of them lead back to love. Come on, somebody. Yes. in your heart toward the very person you should be exposed to. That's how he, that jealousy is the evidence that the enemy is trying to hijack a mentorship. Who else? How are you growing? How are you growing? Paul? Um, I follow some instructions about uh, block scheduling my, my time. Okay. So Paul said I was I like focusing, I was all over the place, so I followed some instructions about block scheduling my time. Right? That's growth. TJ? Basically for me, uh, is like I got married and uh, all my growth is coming through my wife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Everything the Holy Ghost didn't get, all you're getting it. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so you're developing your people skills, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> developing people skills. Y'all got that? Say, I need to get better dealing with people. You know, what if you put what if you put the ownership of interacting with people completely on you and how you interact? They this, they that, they the other. You ain't gonna grow. You ain't gonna grow highlighting 
their behavior as to why you responded back. What if you put the ownership on yourself, on how you deal with people, and only on? I literally, I talked this to some. I told this to somebody the other day. I said one of the reasons I keep growing is because I don't have the latitude to blame and get offended with people. I don't have that latitude. Why? Because I'm going to take every encounter as a watch this growth opportunity. Why? Because if I learn how to deal with somebody like you, I can now mentor your kind. Y'all got that? Now, whenever you won't, whenever you won't take the issues you run into with people as a growth opportunity, you limit who God can use you to reach. Y'all did not hear what I just said. Whenever you get offended, you don't grow. Whenever you personalize, how are you going to personalize something? They've been struggling with this since they were a child. That means that attitude ain't about you. Just like that attitude ain't about you. That, no, it ain't about you. It's not personal to you. So what you have to do, say this is a growth opportunity. You know why you get offended? Because you're self-absorbed. And if all you're concerned about is how it's affecting me. You don't want to grow. But once, watch it now. But once you grow as a result of what you've been exposed to, now God said, oh, well, since you mastered that class, I bring a whole bunch of students just like that. Come on. Yes. I, I was just going to say, I, I hear a lot of preachers and people say about what, uh, that, that people are jealous of you and all this other kind of stuff. And I, I have to caution us in that space because if God is speaking to you and your ego is stroked, that ain't God. Mm -hmm. There's no way God is gonna 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 uh, not hold you responsible for what you do. For every word, every person has to give an account for every idle word mm -hmm. that is said and every action that they're done. And yet you ain't gonna have that person to stand with you, nor any witnesses are gonna stand with you. You gotta stand on your own. Right. So that's the thing about it. If you hear God, if you say you hear the voice of God, mm -hmm. and your ego is stroked, mm -hmm. and it's telling that you're better than them, or whatever the case may be, and doesn't put you in a posture of a servant, or dying to the flesh, or bringing him, you closer to him, I question that voice that you heard. Mm -hmm. I really do. Because God is holding us accountable, and Absolutely. he's putting us on display, as, 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 as the scripture says, as, as elements of growth. Yeah, you know, I told, I literally told one of our members that the other day, right? They, he, he mocks me all this stuff. I said, you do realize all these voices you're hearing, they ain't all God, right? <laughs> what you mean? That's it. Molly, get Janet. Like, well, I'm, I don't, I, I'm, I'll pray about it and see if you're right. I said, you pray 
believe because of the unhealed parts of their soul, mm -hmm. they believe that God is speaking to them, yeah. and it's not God. Because if it's not close to disunity, it's not God. If you're hearing from the Holy Spirit about his body, he's telling you how to serve. How to serve. If you hear from the Holy Spirit about his body, he's telling you how to serve. All these other voices are not the voice of God. It's a voice of victimization. But it's not the voice of the Spirit. He's in the edification, exhortation, comfort. You understand that? He'll tell you how you can intercede for a person that's in a situation. Nothing about the work of the Holy Spirit will make you selfish. Hello? Here's something else. The Holy Spirit doesn't need you to be comfortable with who he's telling you to help. Come on. Something about the Spirit. That ain't got nothing to Hello? Sissy? You help. The greater one is on the inside of you. Sissy, your power. The Holy Spirit don't need you to be comfortable. He is your comforter. They got this kind of spirit. You know what kind of spirit they got? Sissy. Sissy. Such a wuss. leaders from growing. Many leaders spend so much time attending to others that they fail to attend to their own growth and development. Somebody shout, I must attend to my growth and development. Alright, I gotta, listen, I have to not only serve the body of Christ, but I have to serve my growth and development. Y'all got that? Often this inattentiveness or neglect is not noticed until there is an emotional crisis. You know what your emotional crises are telling you? You are not doing the maintenance on your soul that is necessary for you to keep growing. Oh, God help me. Y'all got that? An emotional episode. You know what it is? Check engine light. That's saying, hey, prop, examine the way you've been doing things because you're being inattentive to your own personal growth and development. You're not evolving as a soul. Y'all got that? You're not addressing the trauma that has happened in your life. Y'all got that? You don't deal with your trauma, then you become somebody else's drama. Hello? If you don't deal with your trauma, then your involvement in other people's life, you become somebody else's drama because you don't deal with your trauma. All right? So our goal is to learn, here's the word, to be intentional. Say, I will be intentional about my growth and development. Y'all got that? And to make sure that growth and development is, here it is, ingrained into my daily schedule. That's what I'm advocating for. I'm going to give you some mindfulness key. I've got to make sure that my growth and development is ingrained into my daily schedule. Y'all got that? That's how you put growth on autopilot, is that growth is now a feature in the way that you're actually doing life. That makes sense to you? All right, so let me give you these mindfulness keys and we're gonna wrap up, all right? Mindfulness keys. Number one, I think Monique said this one. You need to know what you don't know. Hello, action neighbor, do you know what you don't know? Now, what does that mean? That, that suggests that we need to come to a place of conscious incompetence. I know what I don't know. Now, why is that important? 
because it is this knowledge that keeps me in the growth paradigm. Y'all got that? If I don't know what I don't know, then I can't be specific about the resources to bring into my life. Once I know what I don't know, then I can be specific and intentional about the resources that I'm bringing into my life. Y'all got that? You know, there's nothing wrong with listening to music. All right? Wonderful. Especially if it's good music that helps to elevate the soul. Right? But listening to music won't grow you. Who am I talking to? Instruction grows you. Number two. Create ways to use the time that others waste for personal development. Now, here are three words that I'm sure you may take as an insult or a cuss word uh, unless you're ready to grow. Limit social media. <laughs> Limit it. Limit social media. If social media is staying in the way of your growth and development, you need to take a more proactive approach to limiting your involvement. Y'all got that? You know, one of the things that I do, I do a drive-by shooting and then I go grow. Like, here's coming. Bam, 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 bam. All right, now I'm gone. Right? Because I got, I got some growing. Somebody shout, I got some growing to do. All right? Number three, don't accept neglect as a norm to do in life. Oh, God, help me. Don't accept neglect as a norm to do in life. Let me talk to the busy mothers for a moment. Hello, somebody. Nurturing everybody but you. Somebody shout, that is not good. It's not good that you nurture everybody but you. That is not good. Y'all got that? There are many of us that are noble. That is noble, but it's not wise. It makes sense? Number four, if you don't, listen, if you do not have something or someone stretching your understanding, you are not growing. Okay, say growth is in the stretch. So I want you to think about this. Who or what is presently stretching your understanding? Who or what is presently causing you to think beyond the limits that you have imposed? You know what the Lord said to me? Oh my God. Now, and I know this, this may shock some of you, right? The Lord said to me this just a few weeks back. He said, I can never give you what you don't want. Now, I'm going to tell you where the context of that came. He exposed me to some very large things that I didn't want. Y'all, not hear what I just said. And as I'm assessing, why you got me around all this stuff? You know what he said? He said, I can't give it to you if you don't want it. But the stretch was in the exposure. Y'all got that? There, there. Listen, y'all know God knows when you're humble, and God knows when you're full of pride. And so some of us obsess over being humble to the degree that you limit what you will allow God to do in your life. Does that make sense to you? All right. Number five. Make sure that you keep putting yourself around people whose pattern of life, say pattern of life, forces you to face corrupted norms and limited thinking. Hello. Tell somebody, there's some things normal to you that are completely corrupted. Oh, my God. I, I don't care who you are in this room. I don't care how long you've been walking with God. I don't care how many. I don't care how many digits you got on your age. There are some things about you that are corrupted, and the problem with that is that that corruption is normal to you. Hello. Number five. Number five. Put yourself around people who pattern whose pattern of life forces you to face co your corrupted norms and your limited thinking. There's some things, I'm telling you, every one of us has some corruption. I didn't say that you are holistically corrupt. <laughs> I am saying that every one of us have some corruption that is normal to us. 
and we don't realize it apart from exposure. Listen to what God will bring into your life. You ready for this? Remedial exposure. You know what he said? I brought this person in your life as a remedy to your thinking. Stinking thinking. It's corrupted. Y'all got that? And, and limiting, say limiting beliefs. Things you, be, things you believe about you that will keep you from progress. Things you believe about life that will keep you from progress. Are you ready for this? Things you believe that others think about you that will keep you from progress. Limiting beliefs will keep you from having friends. And then you complain that, that you ain't got no real friends. Anytime you got to keep uh, deleting all your friends at the end of the year, that means that you are choosing friends out of corruption. God told me to get ready. Everybody get ready for some new friends. You made those friends in corruption. All that ain't gone. Y'all got that? So we got to make sure that we, we put ourselves around people whose pattern of life, what do you mean by that? Just the way they live, forces us to face corrupted norms and limited thinking. Number six, take everything, say everything. everything. Take everything as a learning opportunity. Everything. Look somebody and tell them, in my life, there are no losses. There's only learning. Y'all got that? You process events as a loss from a victimization paradigm. That's right. Come on, somebody. Say, it, say this with me. It didn't happen to me. It didn't happen to me. It happened for me. It happened for me. All things. All things. Work what? Yeah. For what? Yeah. Say it wasn't a loss. It was a learning opportunity. Y'all got that? Knowing what I know now, how do I now need to do relationship differently? Lost a perfectly good marriage over an attitude I wouldn't confront. My God. Knowing what I know now, how should I now do relationship differently? Y'all got that? Lost a perfectly good partner because I wasn't concerned about what I bring to the table. I was always focused on what they bring to the table, which means I didn't understand the essence of partnership is what I bring to the table. I lost a perfectly good partner because I was focused on the wrong thing. Knowing what I know now, what should I now do differently? See, unless, watch it now, say there are no losses, only learning opportunities. Unless you process it as a, a learning opportunity, you live in a victim paradigm and you keep repeating Groundhog's Day. Come on, somebody. It keeps happening over, somebody shout, it keeps happening over and over here. Why? Here it is. It's not happening to you. It's actually happening through you. Y'all got that? Take everything as a learning opportunity. Make sense? Something goes bad for somebody. You're like, mm -hmm. I am not going to get on Facebook posting about all these haters. I'm going to process. Watch this now. Now, even if they were the antagonists, I'm still the student. What is this trying to teach me, Somebody shout out there that suffered in my process. If you don't learn why God brings certain antagonists into your life, if you don't master that class, you'll keep being antagonized. Once you master it, then God says you no longer need exposure to that because you've learned how to love an antagonist. God can't trust you with and certain arenas God can't expose you to. Y'all got that? So you got to learn how to. I, somebody shout, I know they're against me. And I'm still for them. I like 
says? Man, I'm telling you, when you get what I'm telling you, you won't be intimidated by nobody doing nothing. You won't be intimidated by no, say nobody. Nobody. Nobody doing nothing. Did you want to say? I didn't know. I didn't know. Security. Personal growth seriously means accepting that striking balance, say striking balance, in my life means disappointing other people. Hello? I want to grow so much that I have to tell you no to some stuff you invite me to. Hello? Somebody shout, if I'm going to be balanced, they're going to be disappointed. Now why? Because there are, there are blocks of time in my life that I refuse to give to anyone else. Y'all got that? If, it, if it's an interruption to my process of growth, the answer is no. Y'all got that? Why? Because I want to stay in a growth, I want to remain in a growth continuum. And that means that somebody got to be disappointed that I was not omnipresent. <laughs> Y'all got that? All right. You the pastor. You should. No. No. Right? All right. Here's number eight. And I said this earlier. If you're going to keep growing, you have to inconvenience yourself to grow. My God. Do you hear what I just said? Inconvenience yourself to grow. Go where you would not normally go. Set meetings with people instead of making hollow commitments to connect with them. See, there are times when you meet people and God says, that's somebody you really need to be connected to, right? And you know what we say? I holler. <laughs> All right, now, I holler. No, instead of saying, hey, are you free next Thursday? Hello? That's why I make a connection. Set the meeting. Be intentional about making that connection. When God says that's someone, then you got to go toward that connection. Put it on a schedule. When? Somebody say I'm now. Right? Put it on a schedule right now. Inconvenience yourself to grow. Give an example of this. As you guys know, anybody working with me know I'm, I'm very pattern oriented, right? Right? Some people are very, you know, bored with routine. Some of us thrive in routine. Okay, I, I'm one of those people that thrive in routine. Okay, routine never bores me because it's a structure for continued success, right? But God spoke to me on February 22nd of 2022, 2-22-22. In the morning when I got out of prayer, God told me, I want you to connect to this group because I'm going to use them. And he started telling me what he was going to use this group to do in my life and in my organization. Now here's the thing. I hadn't even been invited. The group, I mean, you had to be invited into, right? I hadn't even been invited when God told me to accept the invitation. 
couple of weeks later, they invited me to join the group. Now, what this meant is that I would have to change my schedule. Oh, Lord. Right? And I like changing my schedule like I like people walking on my grass. But now, you know why I changed my schedule to accommodate involvement? Because God said, join the group. And if changing my schedule as much as I don't like changing my schedule means I got I to gotta inconvenience myself to connect. Why would I do that? God told me beforehand the invitation was coming. So watch it now. So I have to inconvenience myself to grow. One of the best decisions I've made all year long was to connect to this group. Y'all got that? Because there are dynamics with, involved in the group that helped me to grow. Our oldest group member is 82. 82 year old Christian man likes me a whole lot for some reason. <laughs> 82 years old, right? Every time he comes sit next to me and he's talking to me, and, right? But I know, I see God in that. He makes me say, you really ought to read this book, right? That next week I read that book. Wow. Hello, I am wasting these connections. Somebody shout, God is talking to me through these connections. Come on, somebody shout, God is talking to me through these connections. So I ain't wasting these connections. Y'all got that? When I realized that it's strategic in nature. Y'all got that? So 82 years old, born again, totally inclined toward me as a leader, full of wisdom, manages the multi-million dollar company, right? Okay? Uh, all these offices and whatnot that they're over. Love the Lord. Isn't it something God calls somebody love the Lord and you? But now here's the thing. I had to inconvenience myself, change my schedule to connect to it. Does that make sense to you? Somebody shout, I'm serious about growing. Somebody shout, I'm serious about growing. I'm serious enough to inconvenience myself to grow. Does that make sense to you? All right. Here's number nine. Remove the barriers to growth. Remove the barriers to growth. Now, what do those barriers look like? Excuses. Come on, listen to my answer. Tell, tell me why you can't grow. <laughs> Remove the excuses, right? The strategic placement of books. All right? How many of y'all go to the bathroom to do number two? Like five people in the room. All right. What if you put books in there on the throne? What if you, what if you, took, what if you took, put books in there and don't take your phone to the bathroom? Hello, somebody. Y'all get what I'm saying? You got to be there. And depending on how good your system is, you got to be there short or long. All right? And then also, remove barriers. You know what some of the barriers to growth are? There are many of us have, listen, you, you have this hesitation about technology. And there's a plethora of information that's in the technological realm that would help grow you as a person. But the barrier to growth is that you're not a technology person. Well, this is a technology generation. Come on, just like we ain't on the farm no more. You ain't got no cows to milk. You ain't got no pigs to slop. You ain't got no chickens to feed. We are in the technological age. And lastly, make sure that you, this is big, avoid demotivating behaviors. Hello. You know why some of us can't grow? Because you keep demotivating yourself to grow. Oh, my God. What are demotivating behaviors? Comparing yourself to other people is a demotivating behavior that will limit your capacity to grow. Y'all got that? Comparing yourself to other people is a demotivating behavior. Here's another one. Y'all ready for this? Obsessing over your failures. You cannot grow pragmatically. You cannot grow if you keep obsessing over where you fail. Write this down. Admit it, quit it, and forget it. Admit it, quit it, and forget it. Right? Mm -hmm. Obsessing over, oh, no, I, was so, I don't even know how I did that. I was so stupid. Uh, listen, that ain't going to help you grow. That focus is not going to help you grow. Matter of fact, if your focus becomes your failures, 
your failures become your goals. If, you, if your focus becomes your failures, your failure. See, once you put something on your brain, your mind don't know you don't want it. So if your failure is on your mind, you know what your brain said? All right, we'll do that. And your brain starts working toward producing what's on your mind. As a man thinking, so is he. Once you put it in your focus, you automatically start. It's like my 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 uh, maps, right? Once you put in an address, that's where you're going. Isn't that right? You hit direction. You hit start. Somebody shout. That's where you're going. But if your focus is your failure, you know what's happening? That's where you're going. And you know what that's called? A cycle. A cycle. A cycle that is more than likely not spiritual. You know what it is? Neurological. Your brain is getting you in trouble. Tell somebody your brain is doing that. It ain't even the devil. The devil may have planted the seed, but your brain is repeating the pattern. Y'all got that? So that means, say this with me, I cannot make my failures a focus. Because if you do, your brain says, okay, that's what we do. And it starts going right back toward the same Dumb thing. All right, I'm done. Anybody got any comments or questions? <laughs> comments or questions? Boy, wrap up. Comments or questions? Yes, sir. One of the things that, like you said before, in order to change your situation, you change other people, you have to, and you want to be a change player, you have to start with yourself. You have to change yourself. And that's one of the things that I had to. Uh, realized as I went through all the things I went through over the past couple of years, uh, well, not over four years, but when I was in the hospital and I uh, had the near death experience again, mm -hmm. and then I saw the great light and everything, and I said to, to God, I said, Hey, I'm ready. Just take me, I'm good. <laughs> right? But here's the thing with being good. You can, you can be good, but God is not finished with you. Mm -hmm. You have a greater purpose. The thing that happened to me, and uh, someone, um, I had this psychological evaluation of about four hours at the VA, and it was funny because it asked me all these questions. Why should I be, are you depressed? Do you think about suicide? Think about all these things. And I'm thinking, no, I don't think about none of those things. I'm just trying to figure out why God left me here to be talking to you. You know, that, 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 that is the thing, I hear the thing. Here's my point. Through all of this that's grown out of a leader, things that happen to you, they happen through you and for you. And it's not for just a moment in time. You know, it says in the Bible, the suffering of the present time does not compare to the glory to come. We so focused on this moment mm -hmm. in time. In order for God to move a nation, he moves one person. Mm -hmm. You may be that one person that breaks all the generational curses. Yeah. All of your family's life, and then you may have saved life. 